Dear Santa, what's up, fool? Where you from, I said. I'm just playing. I know you're from Northside. I'm willing to let that slide, fool. But what I'm not willing to let slide, fool, is the disrespect, they said. I got some of your gifts, fool. What are you trying to say? That I'm not down or what? You got me some ankle socks, fool. I can't walk around in these, I said. What if I get a sock check, fool? You ever thought about that? Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack, and this is the Certified Wrench Podcast. Back again, we have Zeth Key on the phone. What's up, everybody? It's been a long time since we've talked. You know, we keep in touch over social media, YouTube, you name it. Um, But I wanted to have him on for the Christmas special bonus thing, whatever you want to call it, just to uh, catch up on things and see how things are going and whatever else we come up with in this thing. What do you think? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. You know, it's always good to talk with you. Um, Yeah, things have been quite hectic past few weeks for me. Um, I don't know how how they've been for you. Uh, It's calmed down quite a bit for me. Yeah, well... I mean, I've I've had enough time to go deer hunting and stuff, so... (laughs) I think we got the year wrapped up. Yeah, you uh, you smoked two this year, huh? Yeah, two big bucks and a big doe, so I'm tagged out. Oh, you, so I I didn't realize that you can hunt doe where you're at. Yep, yeah, we can get tags for uh, antlerless only or either sex, so you wow. can kill a buck or a doe with either sex. That's pretty cool. I know where I'm from, it's kind of hard to get a doe tag. But uh, I've yeah. always gone by the C tag. You know what C tag is? No, I'm not familiar with that. If you see it, you shoot it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if it's brown, it's down. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so I, it's, uh, it's from talking to you prior to uh, recording, you know, uh, sounds like you've had a couple of cool things happen, you know, uh, over the year, I guess, and then past week, couple weeks, yeah, I guess. This- this year's been a wild ride. Yeah, it really has. I've traveled more this year than I ever have in my life. That's right. You, was that this year that you went to uh, hang out with Millennial Farmer? Yeah, back in February. That's wild, man. I think we talked about that on the podcast, and uh, you were planning on going, or you had just gone. I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was cold up there, man. Like. It doesn't get cold here in Illinois. Up there in Minnesota, that's a whole nother level of cold. <laughs> I believe it. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. And I know you uh, just took a nice trip to Wyoming. Yep, went to Laramie, Wyoming to visit my college I graduated from back in 2007 at WyoTech. So I did they keep in touch with you all these years, or did you kind of get back in touch with them with the YouTube channel? How did that kind of work out? So 
I didn't keep in touch with them at all. Um, uh, about a year and a half ago, the owner of WyoTech, and he's the CEO as well, he was following me on YouTube, and then um, he messaged me on Facebook. Hmm. And we just got to talking, and I don't know, we, we've been talking on and off for the past year and a half, and um, he had want, wanted to bring me to the school like a year ago, but things didn't work out. I couldn't make the trip or whatever. So um, they called me up again this fall and wanted to know if I would be able to come to their ribbon cutting ceremony as a VIP guest because they Ooh. built this new 90,000 square foot automotive edition and they were kind of having like a, a celebration of that um, celebration of WyoTech because, you know, um, Jim bought that company back in 2018 and he had worked for WyoTech for a really long time. Um, but he ended up buying it and they started with 12 students and like 12 instructors. Hmm. And since 2018, they have built it up to, I think like 170 or so employees and over 800 students. Wow. So, I mean, people are wanting to get into the trade, which is pretty exciting for me because that's kind of my passion is to get people involved in the trade. So just seeing their growth kind of gives me a, uh, a warm, happy, fuzzy feeling about the future because there's a lot more kids getting involved and in going to that school. So, mm -hmm. you know, by 2030, they're looking to have 10,000 students. That's crazy. I, I was watching the videos and it blows, blows me away. Like their mission, it seems like they're accomplishing pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I like about WyoTech the best is they teach you how to be a tech. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they teach you to not have your blinders on, you know, like me, I was an automotive guy, but yet I turned into a diesel guy, yeah, you know, they same. kind of encourage that. They, they encourage their students, you know, just because you're going through this program doesn't mean you can't do this in the future, you know, because they're training you how to be a good overall tech, Yeah, you know, electricals, electrical, hydraulics or hydraulics and engine management systems are, you know, all the same. You know, if you learn the basics, you can build off of that. Yeah. It, that it's that's a good point i mean definitely it's nice to see people like training them to use their common sense you know it's like you can use this over all things in the in being a mechanic whether it be a lawnmower or an excavator yeah and I, another reason why i'm trying to get involved is they're starting to add um, agriculture to their program mm -hmm. like john deere tractors and and stuff like that and they're wanting to add a ranch program so um, I'm kind of working with them and consulting on some ideas of what they should teach. You know, what, what are some things that would benefit a student at an ag dealership and, you know, what, what things do they need to do to kind of get interested in going into ag, you know? Yeah. No, that's a, uh, it's definitely cool. I, I definitely liked seeing all the companies there advertising and, uh, you know, wanting to show like, Hey, you can do this or this or this. And uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, they usually have like close to 100 employers there every career fair. Wow. I saw a, just begging for people to come work for them. <laughs> I saw some folks from my old company. I was like, really? I'm just kidding. Um, it was pretty <laughs> cool seeing them there and then a few other, you know, John Deere guys. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. But, uh, 
Right on, man. I it's definitely seems like a good thing, and I'm happy to see it. That's for sure because uh, I've kind of been trying to figure out, you know, ways to promote to younger folks. You know, whether it be they're in high school or just getting out of high school or college or even some of the older guys. And yeah, uh, I mean, you got to try to get all of them. Yeah, um, it's it's so hard to like try to figure out a plan, and you know like look at you guys this is what you can do or i don't know but i've been well a big problem is they're getting brainwashed in high school you yeah. know they're people are telling them you're not going to be anything unless you have a four-year degree you know which is not the case i mean you don't even have to go to school you could join an apprenticeship somewhere and become successful you know yep. and not have a mountain of debt yep uh my my son's made me very proud he's a. Uh, He's almost 13 years old, and I take him to work with me. I, I took him to work today with me, and he just thinks it's the coolest thing. And he's like, I want to go to trade school or, you know, <laughs> like, okay, that's I'm happy with that because that's awesome. He hates school. Like, he, I hated school growing up, and he absolutely hates it. But he's like, you know, I want to I want to learn this stuff. So I'm like, you can't, sometimes yeah. you got to go to school to learn all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. That's, that's cool that you could take him to work with you. I don't think I could do that with my company. <laughs> Just on Saturdays, he goes and rolls around with me. Um, yeah, he has a blast with it. He loves it. You know, making good memories. Yes, sir. He like right now. So today's the last day, but I've had a a, a Vermeer T eleven fifty five, which is one of the bigger um, trenchers, and uh, uh-huh. I've had it for three months, and I go out every day to it to check the daily maintenance on it. And, uh, he's been bugging me about going to see it cause he's always only seen pictures. And so I took him out there with me this morning. He just thought it was like the coolest thing, you know, this thing's trenching 16 feet down and he's just like, what the heck? <laughs> so that's cool. And then he was trying to process, you know, I just don't understand how an excavator works. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hydraulic son. Yes. <laughs> How does it not unscrew? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what else is new with you, man? I, I How's the YouTube channel doing? I see it's growing pretty fast or, you know, steady. YouTube channel's doing great, man. Um, I just kind of lacked in content over this fall because yeah. I was just so busy. And kind of the things that I was working on, I couldn't really show, couldn't really film. So... Mm. Um, I didn't get to do as much content as I wanted to, um, this fall, but now that harvest is over, I'm kind of cranking it up a bit, trying to release, you know, like five or six videos this month. So been really busy with editing videos. Plus this, you know, this wild tech project is just a monster of a project to work on. I mm-hmm. think, I think I'm going to end up with like three or four videos out of it. Dang. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen my YouTube. I, I haven't put out a video in forever. <laughs> it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough, like, remembering to record stuff or setting it up or even having the time to set up stuff to record. Yeah. It's got to be the right moment, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of the times, I just don't have time to do it, you know? It's, like, the matter's time-sensitive, and it's like, yes. I'm not going to be getting a tripod out of my truck and setting up cameras while we're trying to get this machine running in the field, you know? Yeah, so, the customer's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. 
So usually it's like I film whenever like something gets hauled into the shop or something, you know, something that's going to take a long time or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I try to do some in-field diagnostics and stuff too. Yeah, the the one video you just re- recently released about the ILS front suspension and stuff, and uh-huh. it just brought back memories. I'm like, man, I miss it, but I do not miss the ag side. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, uh, we're always working on ILS systems. So I know that you've kind of been working with the mothership themselves. Um, and I know you can't get too deep into it, but um, I know this is kind of a new big thing for you. Can you explain the mothership, mothership project a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was actually kind of weird how I found out about how deer was wanting to use me for um as a social media influencer because you know at first i thought they were trying to work against me but ends up they wanted to work with me but i just kind of they had to go through all the the legal stuff first to make sure that you know everything was up to snuff so um i got a email from the president of my company and it it was a an nda to sign and i'm like what's this well it's you know, non-disclosure agreement. And it was talking about tracks and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Well, he emailed me. He's like, yeah, you're probably wondering what that is all about. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, John Deere wants to send you a set of tracks from a new supplier and they want you to put them on and they're going to bring a film crew and they're going to film you putting on these tracks. (laughs) I'm like, okay (laughs) so did all that and uh they brought a film crew down to the shop and we kind of used the training center so there wasn't you know a bunch of other people around making noise and everything so plus there's good lighting in there and we uh replaced the tracks on this uh, 8rt370 and it was a pretty cool experience got to meet a couple nice guys from john deere and um, i think i'll be doing some more work with them in the future i'd like to work with them on you know recruiting technicians i'd like to be involved with something with that i think that'd be something cool to do with them man you're uh you're gonna be famous before you know it <laughs> <laughs> but uh that dude that's that's pretty awesome i mean you know you're finally getting a little bit of recognition out of this hard work that you're doing and uh pretty proud of that you know i get to follow along you know it's a yeah it's pretty awesome i mean i it's just i have so many pinch me moments this year you yeah. know just crazy if you would have told me where i was going to be at you know 16 years ago when i was graduating from wild tech i would have thought you were crazy <laughs> yeah that's a that's it's awesome man not gonna lie i mean you're just doing doing super well with the youtube channel and yeah, but uh, thank you, man. Anyway, thank you. Uh, I I'm brain farting here. Um, I don't know if if you got any topics that you want to cover. I've got a couple. Um, I know you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think it was that, right? You wanted to talk about the uh, the power probe, didn't you? Uh, sorry, hold on. I dropped something. <laughs> I have to edit that. Um, yeah, I mean we don't. 
I, I, if you want to talk about tools, we can talk about some tools, but you know, I kind of wanted to talk about that. I think I've talked about that, that tool, um, once on this podcast. Um, it's the ECT 3000. Yeah. You have that, right? Yeah. How often do you use it? It's probably like a two or three times a year kind of thing, but yes. it definitely saves your butt when you do use it. Yes. And so what is bringing this up is um, the other day I was working on a front loader, fr- a front loader, a front end loader. Um, it's a fairly new machine. It's one of John Deere's newer uh, P model machines. I don't know if you know anything about the construction side. Uh, Not very much. I don't get to dive into that realm very often. So we have four new ones, and they're getting up there in hours, maybe, you know, anywhere from 1,800 to 2,500 hours. And I I kept having this code for the bucket position sensor open. So I'm like, okay, uh, obviously we have a broken wire somewhere or something. Well, I went out to this machine to check it, and I had power and ground and signal. So no code. Like, that's weird. So I release it to him and say, I can't find nothing. It's working fine. And the next day the code comes back. And so I'm checking this thing out and all power and ground are open. <laughs> so I'm just going through. I'm like, it was fine yesterday, you know. And I happened to turn the machine the right, just, just right. And I started getting contact through those wires again. And I'm like, okay. So then going through this harness, trying to figure out where this brake is. And then all of a sudden it clicks. I have this damn tool and I've <laughs> you used always it. forget about it because yeah. you don't use it that often. And I've used it. I think this is going to be the fourth time I've used it. And let me tell you, I found that brake in the harness in about 50 seconds. And it wasn't even where I was like suspecting it would be. So it, it's just you like, thought it was like right where it pivoted or something. Yeah. I thought it was going to be in the articulation of the machine. It was actually mm-hmm. further up. Um, but it just happened. I guess the harness just happened to move just right to where those wires would make contact. Uh, but the funny thing is now, you know, I've, I've found the problem, just cut the harness open. Like, oh, I'll just fix it temporarily, send it back on its way with the sensor plugged in. Now it's saying short to power. Huh. <laughs> you unplug the sensor, goes back to open. I'm like that's interesting. So I think we have a break somewhere else now. Um, so I just told him let's get a harness. But yes, power probe. That tool is one of the best tools ever. You might not use it that much, but I highly recommend having it on your truck or toolbox wherever you work. You might want to explain how it kind of works. Yeah, I will. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll probably put a link or something on the social media whenever I release this. But uh, it's the it's ECT. Basically, 3, it just 000. puts a frequency in the circuit that you want to check, and yes. you run a wireless transmitter over the wiring harness, and it picks up that frequency. Yes, and it can tell whether it's shorted or open and which direction it's going yes uh that's i was trying to figure out what the it's been so long since i used it the arrows on top (laughs) like what are these for is it low or high or but yes it's that's what it is but you have to isolate the harness you can't leave a controller plugged in yeah it'll throw it off yeah it'll either throw it off or you'll put too high of a voltage through the i don't know what frequency it puts through the wire but you just don't want to burn up a controller if you have a five volt circuit 
Yeah, I don't know what kind of magic that thing's sending down that wire. So, but I just call it—I yeah. just call it an electrical sniffer because that's the best way to explain it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I would agree. But uh, yeah, that's an amazing tool, and I highly recommend it. Like I said, you might not use it that often, but uh, it's there when you need it. Yeah, it works great on like planners, mm-hmm. like super long harnesses and planners be able to find a, a problem in a, like a really long harness or maybe a really long harness on a combine too. I mean, that's where I mostly use them on. Well, I can tell you how long it's been since I've used mine. It's the last time I used it is when I worked on the ag side. So five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I, is I've that only, because you forget that you have it or <laughs> I just haven't needed it to narrow down a spot in a harness, but I've used to use it on the combines all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Yes. And it's not even that expensive. It's like 130, 140 bucks on Amazon. Oh, really? It's went down quite a bit since I bought one. I bought one long time ago. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's changed though. I think there's a newer model out there now. Maybe I'll have to look. Um, so you do drink the Milwaukee Kool-Aid, correct? Yep. I wear the, the, the Milwaukee underwear, I mean, you name it. <laughs> so I'm sure you're aware that I am a Milwaukee owner now. I've seen that. I have to say I am starting to really enjoy it, and uh, it's helped me out quite a few times. That's so, good. So I might invest in a 3.8. <laughs> I, I really like the M12 stuff. I I use the M12 stuff probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I, the two things I use the most is the mid-torque, the Gen 2 mid-torque, mm-hmm. and the uh, the 3.8 stubby M12. That's okay. Those are my workhorses. That's what I use all the time. Yeah, see, I'm thinking about getting, because I have the Snap-on 14-volt little gun, and mm-hmm. it's maybe eight months old, and it's a piece of shit. Excuse my French, but it is. I've it had, is expensive too. It's expensive. The battery, I have to like hold the battery while I'm using it. So both hands on this thing. So it's not even worth trying to use it, but the battery doesn't make good contact inside anymore. No matter what I do, bend the tabs, you name it. It just, it's junk. So I might trade it in for something else and be done with it. That's what I did. I, I ran all snap on electric at first. Mm. And then I was just trying to get a, like a 24 millimeter nut off the, like the feeder house chain adjustment mm-hmm. and it wouldn't do it. Like brand new $600 gun wouldn't even touch it. Somebody handed me a Milwaukee high torque and it zipped it off. Like it was nothing. That's the day I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> and, and Joe, Joe got me a, a Milwaukee pack out coffee cup and I use that thing every day. I love it. Yes. I, I actually, I snap mine onto my Milwaukee lunchbox and it frees up a hand when I'm walking in and out of the house. I can, cause I've got to carry like my YouTube bag. That's yeah. got like cameras and a laptop and all my gear. And then I got my lunchbox and then, you know, coffee. It's really nice to be able to lock that thing down on that lunchbox. And dude, that thing will stay on that lunchbox at 80 mile an hour. Cause I've left it. I snapped my lunchbox on my pack out set in the back of my truck and I forgot my coffee mug was still latched on and it stayed. 
interstate speed. Wait, wait, wait. So you have a Milwaukee lunchbox? Yep. I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got they've got a lunchbox that will snap on. It's a pack-out lunchbox. Jeez. It's the it's it's a hard one. It's like a cooler. Huh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But it's it's pretty nice. You open it up. It's got a tray inside that you can take in and out. I think it holds ice for like 30 hours or something like that. Wow. Okay. I'm, I might have to look into this. Um, do you got any like new tools that I know you're, you're, you're always advertising or not advertising, uh, sharing videos, you know, and social media and stuff, any tools that you like that you recommend to, so, cause a lot of people like to know like about new tools or people's favorite type of tools or anything like that. Oh man, there's a bunch. Um, one tool I bought recently that I really, really like, I'm starting to use it a lot more, is the uh, the Milwaukee quarter-inch drive ratchet high-speed, the high-speed oh, one. Okay. Um, like, if you're tearing apart an armrest or doing, like, cab work and stuff, you know, all quarter-inch drive stuff, dude, that thing is amazing. Hmm. Might have to look into that, I, too. Stop I, it. <laughs> I really, really like that thing. It, it's got a lot of zip. Yeah, I'll have to so I, I really like that. I tell you one thing that over the past couple of years has just been an absolute game changer for me is the gear inch indexing pry bars. Yes, I you know I was just getting ready to say one of my favorite tool brands is Gear Wrench. <laughs> so, oh, I tell you what, those the the gear inch indexing pry bars are just amazing. You know, you're trying to get like a bearing off a shaft, you know, or mm -hmm. you run an air hammer on the, on the shaft and then you're prying with um, the pry bar. You can just get that perfect angle to put the correct amount of pressure on a bearing. And you just always have the right angle when that head indexes, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I haven't broke the big ones yet, but I have broke the smaller ones. Yeah, my boss broke my biggest small one, if that makes sense, because I think you have like a eight inch, the si ten inch, sixteen inch, inch probably. Yeah, yeah, sixteen inch. He broke that. <laughs> yeah, I broke two of those, and you know what? The warranting through Gear Inch is super easy. You go to their website, you go to, to like the warranty support page or whatever. Um, you take a picture of the tool, and tell them what's wrong with it. They send you a brand new one and don't even care about the old one. Really? You can keep it, throw it away, whatever. Dang they just it. send you a brand new one. I welded mine. <laughs> so they probably won't. <laughs> That's all right. I The one that was broken, I cut the head of it off mm. and grinded it down and made a, an alignment punch with it. Okay. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's got a nice handle, you know? Hmm. So do you have like a, are, are, are you sponsored by gear wrench or, cause I noticed that you do a lot of like gear wrench stuff. Are they, just... uh, they, they follow me on Instagram and, um, I'm on that, like that gear wrench street team where they, um, send out products to people on that team. And then you, when you get that email, that tools are available, you have to go to it immediately and pick something out. Cause if you wait like an hour or two, everything will be gone. Really? So I've only gotten it like a couple times. Okay, because I noticed that you got a bunch of stuff through them one time and I couldn't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I, I, I entered into like a photo contest. I've won two photo contests with them. Wow, okay. And then they send me, uh, they sent me uh, those uh, bolt biter extraction sockets. Mm -hmm. 
that's the next thing I was going to talk about. That's a game changer. Those extraction sockets are amazing because they work both directions. I think I've seen your stuff on that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to go back and check it out. Explain. Well, if you've got a rounded off bolt, you you get the find the correct size of extractor and like these extractors will say like 13 mil dash half inch. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of got like sizes in between. So you find the one that fits the best and you pound it on and then you can, it'll, it'll grab. I've never had it lose a battle yet. Hmm. Wow. So every time I use them, they, they impress me for sure. You said they work both ways. What do you mean by that? So, so you had a, a rounded off bolt, but this bolt, was special and you didn't have another one okay you could use that extraction socket to put the bolt back in <laughs> really so if you needed yeah. if so you were in a bind and forward i got you so if you were in a bind and you had to put that bolt back in you could mm-hmm. that's wild okay well i don't have much on tools i haven't really bought any tools except for freaking air hammer bits which are junk no matter how much you pay for them which ones are you getting? Snap-on. Yeah, so are they silver? Yes. Yeah, once they... Remember the old gold ones? They were a little softer and they wore a lot better. Mm-hmm. Then when they switch to these silver ones, they just bust and penetrate into your skin and make you bleed real bad. <laughs> like, every time I used one of those, I had this guy that used to work for me. didn't matter where he was, a piece of that air hammer would come off and hit him and go inside of him. Yeah, I've had it happen once. I was working, I worked for Case, an ag dealership, for a blink of an eye, and I was working on the header, and I was trying to get a bearing race off, and a piece of that ding air hammer bit shot off and hit me right between the eyes, right above my safety glasses, and stuck me. And I'll never remember that. Luckily, I had glasses on, you know, but... uh, yeah, they just—I can't find any good ones unless I have to pay absolute, you know, retarded money for them. Have you tried the Mayhew ones? Mayhew? No, never even heard of it. May Mayhew? Mayhew? Oh, I thought you said Mayhew. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mayhew. It's like M A Y H E W. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they they make really awesome punches, um, but they make pneumatic air hammer bits too. And you can get them on Amazon, and they're really cheap. Huh. Okay. Um, I I got frustrated with the Snap-on ones as well, so I bought a set of Mayhew punches, and so far they haven't exploded and tried to hurt me yet. So interesting. Okay, I'll look into that. Then you know, I bought a new Streamlight. It was time. When did they start making those things out of gold? That's what I want to know. Because the prices they're on expensive. those things are just wild to me now. They've gone up so much. Which one are you talking about? Just your regular old Streamlight charger battery. Um, the bigger. Oh, the, the one that goes on a charger? Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're amazing. I mean, you can get them through Scamazon, but I I was in a bind and needed it, so I got it off the Snap-on truck, of course, you know. So markup. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but yes, even, even <laughs> on, and on Amazon, they're getting up there, so. But uh, I, maybe enough about tools, or I'm kind of yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so another, 
So hold on, before we go into another topic, I don't know if you heard um, the other day, it, so it was Tuesday of this week, I can't remember the date of the day, um, what is today, the 17th? Yes. Yep. So Tuesday. Uh, we had a bunch of tornadoes here in, in Texas. I don't know if you saw yeah, anything Yeah, I've seen your pictures, that's crazy. <laughs> so my my coworker, Steve, he... Uh, He's a Californian as well. We're both here to ruin Texas, as everybody thinks. He uh, <laughs> lived in Hawaii for a couple of years and then ended up coming over here to Texas and uh, never experienced anything like that. I don't know if you guys get tornadoes up there where you're at or anything like that. Do yeah, you? we're right in Tornado Alley, man. So this guy is like, man, there's tornado warnings and all this stuff. And uh, we're all like, it's no big deal, man. Don't even worry about it. You know, they just... They just do this just so everybody's ready if it happens. And tornado sirens are going off, all this stuff. They go off. It's raining so hard we can't hear nothing outside. And uh, I just happened to look out the back door and see a tornado coming. (laughs) Oh, man. So we closed down the doors real quick and just happened to look out. You know, I guess it would be towards the west from our shop. And all these transformers are blowing and stuff. And it hit a block and a half away from us and uh oh, got quite a few things and i feel bad now steve i'm sorry because <laughs> we're all like stop being a girl you know it's it's no big deal and of course the tornado hits right by our work <laughs> he's gonna be scarred for life now man well now he's kind of like well it was pretty fun it was cool you know but it took out the power so of course we're working in a shop in the dark all day and but uh, I thought that yeah. was, was a fun little story to fill in there. Yeah, I haven't um, been, I've never had tornado damage, but we get straight line winds here that yeah. can really screw stuff up. Yeah, we got hit by a tornado a few years ago at my house, and it was, it happened to just scrape right by our house, and we lost a little piece of trim off the house. That's it. But I mean, two streets over it took a whole roof off a house, you know, so got pretty lucky there. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but we had a big tornado roll through, um, a town just kind of North of our dealership. I think it was like an F4 and we had a bunch of equipment. Well, the farmers around there had a bunch of equipment that was basically totaled from it, but like one tractor, it was a 9230, like the smallest articulated four wheel drive. Mm Mm-hmm. And it had a auger cart on it, and it was sitting in a Quonset shed. Well, it just, like, ripped the Quonset shed completely off the ground, blew it away, and it spun this tractor and auger cart around. And it ended up spinning that auger cart off of the tractor drawbar and snapping it off and <laughs> blew out all the windows. And, like, every single panel and cab, all the cab just looked like it was sandblasted. Wow. And it didn't get totaled out. I had to order like $75,000 worth of parts to fix this tractor and make it brand new. I had a semi show up one day with a 53-foot trailer, <laughs> and the whole thing was my parts. Wow. <laughs> so I wonder, that's, that was kind of crazy that a tornado could do that. Didn't, uh, man, I, I feel like I'm wrong on this, but didn't Millennial Farmer get hit by a tornado not too long ago? Yeah, right after we got his 
planner inspected and everything his tractor inspected and then you know he did all the repairs and, and everything he backed into that shed and then got hit by a tornado and dropped the building on it yeah i remember watching the video and i'm like man was that this year or last year i couldn't remember that's it's crazy yeah. man mother nature his local dealer got it fixed and got it going for him again wow jesus yeah i uh mother nature she has her days i guess she's mean oh, oh yeah anyway I, I so i don't have too many things to you know discuss like i said i just wanted to catch up with you it's been a while since we talked and i enjoyed having you on the last time and uh but i do want to talk kind of i want to talk about safety whether it be okay. other people's safety if you see something your safety safety whatever they are safety companies safety guys um, I got a few things on this. Um, first of all, safety. If you, hmm, what's the best way to put this? Um, so like, let's just say yesterday I'm, uh, at work working on a 350 G excavator, which is a midsize excavator. And it's got a hydraulic leak up on top of the boom for the stick cylinder. And it's just an O-ring. I can tell. I can't get to it. I don't have a high enough ladder. So I just back my truck up next to it, stand on top of my box. How do you mm -hmm. feel about that? I mean, when you're out in the field and you're trying to fix something, you kind of got to do what you got to do. Um, a lot of the times, you know, if we can haul the machine in, if it's feasible, you know, if we got to do something where we need like a, a scissor lift or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, we'll do it. But I mean, if I could easily reach it just standing on my truck, I'd have no problems doing that. Yeah, neither do I, but, like, I bring that up because, you know, I'm standing on the back. I have a big box up on top for extra parts and some bigger tools and stuff, and so I kind of stand on the edge of the back of my truck, and um, it's just a, I forget what size, you know, O-ring face fitting, and uh, I just know if a safety guy rolled in on that, They'd have my ass, you know. <laughs> I'd be in oh, trouble. So yeah. Well, these these construction sites, you know, a lot of the they take the safety really serious, and some of the as stuff some of the stuff you know is kind of ridiculous though, as far as safety. Like, here's another instance. We have a some safety guys. They're I guess hired out to my company. I don't know how that how it works. Um, one of our water trucks was leaking water as they do. And he was throwing a big old fit about it and was like, you guys need to shut this truck down. It's leaking water. That's how uneducated they are on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, certain things have to be done. And, you know, I'm always watching over my shoulder, <laughs> making sure they're not going to show up and try to rip me a new one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a story with the same, same guy actually, uh, but I won't get into that just yet. But how, how about, oops, how about, um, if you see somebody doing something unsafe, I wouldn't say like up on a ladder or anything, but something that could possibly get them hurt. How far do you yeah. go to talking to them and trying to tell them like, Hey, this is unsafe. Let's try to do it this way. Or do you go tell somebody like, Hey, they're doing something unsafe. How do, how do you go about something like that? 
I, I stop it right away, you know, cause you know, as I'm kind of a leader in the shop, you know, I've been there for 13 years, you know, it's kind of the older tech's responsibility to make sure that everybody's working safe in there, you know, cause mm-hmm. the service managers can't be out there all the time. Right. So we got to be looking out for each other, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't care who it is. You know, if I see someone jacking up a tractor with air jacks and they still have air pressure in the jacks and they're getting ready to take, you know, 1500 pounds off the axle, you know, I'm going to go over there before it happens and stop it be like, Hey, you know, let the air out of these jacks and get it set on these, you know, on the lock pins before you take a bunch of weight off that side. Cause that's just going to make the tractor flip over to the other side, mm-hmm. you know, and, possibly come off the jacks or you know any situation like that if i see it happening i'm i'm going to stop it before an accident happens because i don't want to see anybody get hurt yes yes i and and i don't i don't i don't care who it is you know anybody that's working at that place you know i i don't want to see anybody getting hurt so yeah i will intervene anytime i see something unsafe happening the reason why I ask the way, you know, I asked is because you've got these older guys that work in the shop that have been doing a long time, you know, basically go away. Uh, I've been doing this a long time. I know what I'm doing. Do you still say, well, that's too bad. You're doing, you know, something unsafe or do you, What what is your next step when it comes to that? Well, luckily I've never been put in that situation because, you know, those guys have been doing it for so long, you know, they, they usually are doing it the safe way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually the, the less experienced technicians that might be doing something unsafe, you know, something they've never done before, you know, is usually where I'm intervening. But, you know, I guess if it was an older tech that supposedly knew what he was doing, you know, I'm at least I would be there to like, I would offer him help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd, I'd go over there and be like, hey, man, you need a hand with that? Or, you know, but luckily I don't have to worry about that with the older guys in my shop. But Well, that's good. Um, I, I just, you know. That's like, kind of how I would approach it, though. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go up there and tell them that they're doing it wrong or they're being unsafe. I would just try to offer my, my help and be there, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, uh, I've noticed a lot of complacency in certain people. You know, and it's, I don't know when to say when or, you know, if they don't want to listen type thing. Um, I've got, I, I've, I've got a picture on my phone of something that was super dangerous, but my work, it's really hard to explain. I really shouldn't even be talking about it on here, so I'm not going to give too much information out, but I, there was a crew that didn't have um, their... Uh, why am I brain farting? They're, uh, they're shoring in their trench. Um, mm-hmm. and this thing was very deep, very deep. And there was three guys down in this trench and nothing on these high walls. And I'm just sitting there like, do I say something? Do I not say something? So <laughs> I just took a picture and, but you know, I was freaking out because what if something happens and I didn't say nothing and, it yeah, just, it drives me nuts. You don't want to have something that you got to live with. Yeah, but you know, for a while there, I had a let's just say the the old mechanic that was there. Um, 
race race has come up quite a few times because for a while there I was I was the white boy that uh it's really hard to explain. But anyways, I in his eyes I got everything that I did because I was the white guy when really it's because I bust my ass and uh you know do what I got to do and uh right see something called the boss. Hey, you know, this is also what's wrong with this machine. Well, he shit would happen to where it get back to the, the foreman. Why didn't you report this or, you know, something like that. So of course, you know, I turn into the rat, you know, telling on people when it really wasn't, wasn't my intention, I guess is the best way. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't know what to say when it came to that. And I was the mechanic. I'm not a dirt worker guy, so I could have been wrong. So know your place, I guess, is what I was thinking. That's why I didn't say anything. Um, but, yeah, I have a picture of it, and I showed it to the boss man, and I said, I'm not going to show anybody this because I don't want people losing their jobs because I would be the the one that, you know, they would come after, I guess. Yeah. So it was, I was put in a tough situation with that, but that wasn't the story that I was talking about when it came to safety people. Um, but yeah, that, that put me in a hard spot and I didn't know how to handle it. And, uh, looking back on it now, I should have just grew a set and said something. (laughs) Yeah. It is what it is. I guess you live and learn. Um, I mean, when it comes to safety, you know, like the stuff we do, it's, it's you either live or you die yes or you get severely injured it's you know it's it's you got to take it seriously you know and you're not out there to make friends you're 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 out there to make sure somebody doesn't die on your watch yep and i i'm pretty sure if i would have said something we would be down a whole crew because of how this was handled but uh I don't know. It's yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, you just made the best call that you could at the time. And yeah. That's and all you can do. I think about it all the time. Like, man, I should have handled it way different. Luckily nothing happened, but now it's just burned into my brain. Like, man, what if, you know, and uh, I have a really hard time with it, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. But uh, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Especially if you didn't know for sure. Yeah, well, if what they were doing was approved or not. Well, let's just say this trench was maybe, maybe four foot wide and 16 foot deep, 16 or seven foot deep. That's deep. No shoring. Would you go down in there? Uh, no. Straight up walls. Not like a lot of times they taper the tops, you know, so you don't need shoring. Mm-hmm. No. Straight up and down. Yeah. That I wouldn't go down there now. <laughs> um, anyway, I have a fun story of a safety guy. Um, me and a John Deere technician. This engine, I forget how it worked out, but anyways, I had to have John Deere with me because of the way the this thing worked out. So he was our resident at the time. And we get this engine out. And we're back a couple days later to put the new one in. And I've got my head buried down in this machine through these hydraulic lines trying to get to the motor mount. And just to give people an idea, I was working on a 470G with an Isuzu engine trying to get the pumps back on the backside of the engine. And there's motor mounts there. 
And you got to kind of dive down in there and had to take my hard hat off. Anyways, this guy pops up out of nowhere and just sneaks up on me and is like, hey, where's your hard hat? I'm like, it's right here. It's literally right next to my foot. He says, I really need you to put that back on, like with an attitude. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I can't really wear it while I'm working on this because of what I'm doing. And he's like, well, you need to put it on or I'm going to have to ask you to, you know, stop what you're doing and basically wanted me to get off the job site if I'm not wearing proper PPE. So at that point, I'm like, really, man, you don't even know what I'm doing. We still had the bridle chain hooked up to the engine. Like that's how fresh this engine was set into it. And, uh, Oh yeah. Like nothing tightened down or nothing. And, uh, he's looking at me. I said, why don't you climb your ass up here and put your head down in there and tell me how easy it is to keep your hard hat on. <laughs> and he just looks at me. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's like, just watch your head. Don't hit your head on this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, really? I don't need you to tell me <laughs> what to avoid. I understand, you know, it's a safety thing. And then he points at our brand new bridle chain hooked to the engine to the crane and says, Oh yeah, make sure your your chains are connected right and all this stuff, like telling us how to hook up the chains. And I'm like you obviously just didn't see us put this engine in. (laughs) And then he sits there and goes, are you guys changing the oil in this thing? Like, I am not joking, man. This is a stupid story, but it pissed me off. And I ended up getting into it with this guy. And basically I said, just go away. I've got it handled. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I know when, not being safe is not being safe, you know, and right now we're doing something fairly simple and, you know, but that's when you get hurt, apparently. Uh, Why do you think that you got to wear hard hats on the construction side and you don't have to on the ag side, but the equipment is like the same size? I don't understand the hard hat thing. I can understand the reflective, you know, high-vis vest, that's fine. I have no problem wearing high-vis clothes. But the hard hat thing, when you're out on a job site in the middle of nowhere by yourself, why do you need to wear a hard hat? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why you would have to, like, say you're working on an excavator out in the middle of nowhere, and I'm working on a full drive tractor out in the middle of nowhere. Why do you have to wear a hard hat and I don't? Yeah. Like, aren't the OSHA rules the same? It's ridiculous. But I understand sometimes, you know, I've smacked my head on the bottom of a machine walking under it. And luckily I had my hard hat on, but it also gets in the way. I don't have any hair on top of my head anymore. I just (laughs) whacked it all off. (laughs) It also gets in the way. It falls off if you have to like flip your head upside down or look underneath something. It's quite annoying. But yes, that's, that is the same safety guy that a few weeks later tried to shut my water truck down because it was leaking water. It's a water truck. <laughs> and I told my boss about that, and he was like, you know, just dumbfounded. But yes, the, <laughs> I am all for safety. I will enforce safety. I will question people about safety. But certain things I do not agree with when it comes to general contractors and their safety OSHA rules, whatever you want to call it. Um, gotcha. I, I agree. 
But uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's all I've got on that. Um, if I see people doing something unsafe, I have no problem saying anything. Um, yeah. If they don't want to listen to me, then I go to the next thing, which is either if I'm on a job site, go to, to the foreman on site, the general superintendent, or my boss, and let them handle it. Best way to do yeah. it. We're real big on safety glasses. Yeah. I. You know, always, always wearing your, your safety glasses. But there's times, you know, like, depending on, like, weather conditions and stuff where they're just, like, fogging up and you literally can't see what you're doing and yep. you know that your eyes aren't in danger when you're trying to just hook two wires together you know, or yeah. something like that. Yes. Yes. Um, gloves. It's not like you're running the dreaded air hammer bits. Yes, I agree. Um, gloves are a big thing for me. You know, I don't always wear gloves, but in oil and stuff, I wear rubber gloves because I hate oil and grease and I like to take care of my hands. Like a nitrile glove? Yeah, any type of rubber glove, you know, whether it's just a plain old rubber glove. Um, what's the gloves what? with the the rubber on them? With the, they're fabric gloves, but they have rubber grips. Yeah, like the cut level one yeah. stuff. Yes. Or There's a ton of different manufacturers that make those. I, mm -hmm. I wear the Milwaukee ones, if you can <laughs> guess that. Of course. Um, but but yeah. they're cheap and they, they work, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gloves. I I love gloves, and people call me a a puss for that. But I don't care. I like taking care of my hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I wear gloves too, man. So I don't really care what anybody says. Yes, sir. Because if you're working, I mean, our hands are what make us money, right? Exactly. So you got to take care of your hands. So plus, you know, I'm worried about getting all the all the different oils and chemicals, you know, into your skin, you know, like what's that going to do to you? Like 30, 40 years down the road, your hands are going to fall off. <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> or if you look at the can could cause cancer. So you never yeah, know. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. The big yes. C word, the big C. Well, I think, uh, you got anything else you want to discuss while I got you on here? Well, not really, man. I think we hit it or are we at like almost an hour aren't we 53 minutes so far um yeah that's that's kind of you know i wanted to cover a little bit of tools and uh the safety thing i just wanted it's kind of been bugging me um i've got lots of topics for next season but i'm not going to use them up on this little bonus episode sure um, but yeah man i'm I'd, just i'm just happy to be back on man I, yeah. I love talking with you Pretty soon we're uh, going to have to do a little bit of collaboration for YouTube or something. Um, but uh, What do you have in mind? I don't know. I have no idea, but we're going to have to do something. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm all for it, man. But yeah, man, I think that's it. Um, this is going to be a, a fun bonus episode. You're one of however many guests we're going to do and... But yeah, that's that's it. I look forward to to listen to it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you coming on, man, and hanging out and doing a little. No bullshit. problem, man. I enjoy it. And uh, yeah. Anyways, you guys listen for the next person. I don't know who it's gonna be yet. 
<laughs> or how we're doing it. This is just a, a gift from me to you. Anyway, Zeth, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Colton. No problem, man. Wait. While I got you on here, I forgot. Some people might not listen to all the episodes. They might just catch this episode. Zeth, how do people find you? And where can they find your YouTube channel? Or where can they find your YouTube channel? On YouTube, of course. Where yeah. can they find you so, on social media? So YouTube, uh, it's ZK Master Tech. And uh, they can follow me on Instagram at ZK underscore Master Tech. And uh, I do, the Facebook thing is, I don't do a whole lot on there, but it's just my name, Zeph Key on Facebook and they can follow me there. But uh, yeah, I, I mainly just do uh, YouTube and Instagram. So um, a lot of the stuff that I don't have time to film or whatever, I'll just like post pictures and stuff on Instagram. So if people can kind of just see, you know, what I'm up to. So like I did a, an, an X9 combine fuel tank the other day. Mm, and, you know, that I looks so pictures fun. of that on there. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it kind of allows people to know that, you know, I'm still live. I'm still wrenching and doing stuff <laughs> in yeah. between the, the YouTube videos. Right on, man. Well, I'm sorry for that brain fart, but there you guys go. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the, this portion of the episode. And again, thank you, Zeth, for joining me. <laughs> Glad to be here. Right on, man. So, up next, got a guest that was on episode 12 first female guest on the podcast she's a thug miranda carter what's up with you hey not much how are you just doing my thing so nice. so we're not gonna go too crazy you know chatting it up uh i just know you've got some new things going on and somebody actually mentioned your podcast episode i guess it's the best way to put it right yeah, it was really cool. So recently I switched over to the cat dealer. I'm super excited about that. It's been an end goal of mine. And honestly, I wish I would have just done it sooner because it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You might as well do it where you want to do it from the start, right? Yep. But anyways, every morning we have like a meeting and we go over safety and different topics that include like customer service and just how to take care of your customers, be a good technician or whatnot. And in our meeting the other day, one of the parts ladies mentioned customer service and she brought up a few points of technicians that have been there for a while. And then she brought up me and she's like, it doesn't matter if you've been with us for two weeks or 20 years, you've got to find your reason. You've got to find your why and you've got to give a shit. And she's like, I don't know if you guys have listened to Miranda's part podcast, but it was awesome. 
And she just like went off about everything, like how I was a waitress, started there, and now I am where I am. And she said she has a why. She gives a shit. And it was just so cool. I really, really enjoyed her podcast. And you guys really need to check them out. It was a great listen. Sweet. How uh, yeah. how did you feel being put on the spot like that? <laughs> it was a little shocking, but it was cool because I really do give a shit like on a deep level. I just really care about the customer. I've been on both sides of that aspect. Like I've been working for an end user where when that machine's down, your coworkers have nothing to do. Like they're down. You know how much money they're missing out and you've got to get that shit up and going. And then I've also been on the dealer side. So it kind of makes you come full circle and appreciate everything. So it was cool to be recognized that, you know, I have a huge reason how to support my daughter and I and just get shit done. And I also have a passion for fixing things. I was not expecting it at all though. I tell you what, I was like, oh shit. It was just really cool to me that she found that podcast and her and I were not like best friends or anything. Like I've known her, but I didn't share it with her. So like kudos to you because your podcast is out there. People are listening to it and they enjoy it. I know I sure do. It's been, you're welcome. It's (laughs) been a great thing for a lot of technicians because we can listen, we can relate and there's just always really good stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it would have gone a little bit different all year, you know, more episodes, whatnot, but it is what it is. Um, I guess the first year is the trial and error year and hopefully season two will, you know, pump out a lot more episodes and a lot of different things. I'm, I'm hoping. You did awesome, dude. Like you're killing it already. So I'm super excited to see how season two goes. It's definitely a well-known and liked podcast. So thank you for doing it. Cause I know I appreciate it as well as a lot of other mechanics out there and non-mechanics. Honestly, it's just cool to be able to listen to that. Cause there aren't many podcasts out there that go over like with legit technicians and shit. Yeah. It's, I definitely like hearing other people's stories, you know, and getting everybody's opinions and whatnot. And, uh, it's, it's definitely been a fun project. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's catch up about you a little bit more. What, uh, I know, you know, you wanted to go to cat for quite a while now, but, um, what made you finally take the leap and everything? Um, so I was commuting to a town over about like 40 minutes and the workload there was a little insane. I was doing shop work and field work and um, just had a ton of jobs waiting on me and a ton of responsibilities. And I was just like, Ugh, I'm kind of over this shit. I was burnt out. I got to a point where I didn't know if I love my job anymore. And that is not me because I love, 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 love this shit. Like I'm not done turning wrenches yet. I still want to do it. Um, and I realized once I made the switch that I was in fact just burnt out and I just needed a place that had a little bit more support for all the roles, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, And the place I worked, I'm very grateful for the opportunity they gave me and I learned a lot and it was really 
good while it while I was there, but it just kind of added up towards the end and you know, things happen. One thing that, you know, I'm not here to talk any crap on companies or anything, but one thing that you had expressed to me quite a while back is they don't pay overtime. And uh yeah. I saw a big issue issue with that. Right. Um, that was definitely not a great thing. <laughs> so did you actually work the overtime hours but weren't getting like you would just get your regular time or how'd that work out? Yeah, so and then we were on call and we'd rotate through on the weekends and Basically, if you're on call, you get a call-out fee, which is like $50 is all. Yeah. But it was kind of rough that way. So I didn't love that either. And where I'm a mom, like I have to balance that. If I wasn't a mom, I would be full-time field service, probably working nonstop because I just love this shit. Yeah. But I've got to have a good work and home life balance so I can still be a mom for my daughter and all of that good stuff. So the on-call thing and no overtime, that was kind of just not desirable. And I understand it. That's an ag company. And I've heard that's a standard across most ag dealerships, but I also haven't really looked into it too much. Hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's not a good thing. I'll tell you that. Uh, right. And it's everywhere I've worked. That's never happened to me. So maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe they need to open their eyes a little bit. But enough about that. Let's talk about Kitty Cat. Uh, what are you doing right now? Like, you know, just starting out, what do they got you doing? Um, right now, I am rebuilding a 3500 cat engine. And it's awesome because it's really big. And the big shit is way more exciting than <laughs> little things to me. Anyways, like... A skid steer just doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't so, want to work on them. They're shitty. Like, I will if I have to, but I definitely like the big-ass shit. Way more exciting. Word up. Uh, is that what you're going to be doing there? Is just doing engines, or are you going to, like, explore more into the iron side? So, I'll be a heavy equipment technician, but... We will have a little bit of engine work for a while. And then once we get through those, we'll be back on to heavy equipment or just a mix of everything. But ultimately, um, it'll be heavy equipment. That's pretty badass, though, that they, uh, you know, right away sticking you in engines, you know, and here, rebuild this, especially this big-ass some bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. But I tell you what, it's nice because you have everything you need there, like, you can go through SIS, you've got any information at your fingertips, you've got all the right tooling you need, um, you've got all the right supplies. It's a really nice, clean shop, so that's very helpful. Yeah, you said SIS, and I made a throw-up face. Uh, come kidding. on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Mr. I'm, uh, John Deere. Do you got uh, any plans? Like, do you hope to get into a field truck one day, or...? So I've done a lot of field work in my career and I do love it because it's nice to get away from the shop and be on your own. Mm -hmm. But right now I think I'm content with shop. Now that might change. Maybe one day I'll go straight field, but for now I'm really happy where I'm at and content in the shop, especially this freaking winter. 
because it's like the coldest winter we've had yet where I've moved to. So I'm like, so thankful I'm not out there freezing my tits off. <laughs> Jesus, I did not expect that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy that you finally made that jump because I remember talking to you a few months ago and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. And finally, about time. Thank you. And I really did love the place I worked before. That's why I had such a hard time. But there was also those things that I didn't realize that I was burnt out and stressed yeah. without all the support needed. So it just, it needed to happen. And I'm also very happy I went for it. Like I said, I wish I would have done it sooner. So but that, we're here now. So that, uh, that topic of burnout hasn't been brought up in a while. Oh, it's so mm. real. And you know what? That shit sneaks up on you mm. before you even know you're fucking burnout. You're burnout. Yes. And you know what? I love my job to death, but like my wife and I and the kid went to Florida um, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago and I came back and had no ambition to go to work. And I'm like, well, oh. am I burned out or what the hell's wrong with me? But <laughs> right. I'm just ready to go back to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go to Florida. The fuck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> burnout's a, a big thing. I mean, I don't even know how to explain, like, how to get out of it. A lot of people, you know, they'll talk about their hobbies or, you know, whatever. It's like, well, if you have a hobby, aren't you ter- too burned out to go do that hobby sometimes? You know? Yeah, legitly. <clears throat> like, I don't know how many people have actually experienced burnout, but it wasn't what I expected. Basically, like, your ambition's at a fucking screeching halt, and you're just, like, lazy as fuck, Netflix and chilling on the couch (laughs) after work, you know? That, and then you start getting a little complacent in work, and then safety becomes an issue, or you name it. That is true, and I've recognized it with some coworkers, and I can tell when they're complacent or burnt out, and I'm just like, ooh, I feel for you, but I ain't (laughs) saying shit, because it's not my place. Yeah. Well, shit. I don't know exactly, you know, if you want to talk about anything else. I just wanted to get you on for a quick catch-up. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I was seriously so shocked and excited when your podcast got brought up in my episode in our meeting at work. That was really cool. So, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, and I fully support your podcast, and I'm grateful that you've had me on here. Well, thank you. Thank you a lot. And uh, I'm actually getting ready to fire up my second podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with wrenching. And I'm so excited about that. (laughs) I'm excited too. Damn, you're going to have to fill me in. Get get away from wrenching, you know, talk about other stuff. If I want to talk about how the grass grew this week, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know. Right, and sometimes you need that to prevent burnout too. You've got to completely separate it. Yeah. But I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, well, you got any uh, anything you want to talk about before we uh, stop this thing? You know, I'll probably think of a million things after, but right now I'm drawing a blank. That's fine. No tool talk or nothing. Thank God. I'm not even going to oh. let you answer. I'm just kidding. Oh, damn. <laughs> Snap on. Well, see, that's another perk <laughs> of cat. Because Cat pretty much has rebranded Snap-on tools mm-hmm. you get at a lower price. Hmm. So that I'm kind of excited for because, yeah. You don't need no more tools. tools. You don't need no more. Just admit it. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, an addiction now. It is an addiction, and it's a good addiction, right? 
Uh, no. Yeah. I got 275 more dollars left on my Snap-on account to pay off, and I am done. Maybe. Damn, that's awesome. Maybe. You'll you'll be done, and then you'll be like, oh, look at this. I need this. Well, I need this to go with this since it takes the same battery. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what, that, that's what gets you these days. Those battery-powered tools are badass. I'm glad we're not stuck in, like, the 80s with all this old mechanical shit, right? Well, as I talked with ZK in the last portion of this episode... Uh, yeah. We talked about Snap-on and stuff. I am no longer buying Snap-on electronic or, you know, battery-powered products. I'm, s- I'm switching to fuel. <laughs> Me too. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I didn't want to at my last job because um, all the other dudes had them, and they would, like, mix up and lose their shit. And I'm like, I don't want to be in this shit show. The, uh, if only they made them in pink, huh? I'm just kidding. Dude, Yeah. Milwaukee needs to listen to this shit and get me some pink, please. Thank you. We should approach them. We should tag them. And they need a they need a pink one. They need a certified wrench one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely, we're on to something now. Well, we're gonna go ahead and I guess end this call because I'm done talking to you. I'm just kidding. Um, uh- <laughs> and we'll go into the next segment because this episode's gonna keep going. Yeah. So thank you for joining me in this quick little clip, and uh, we will talk to you soon. You're welcome. Have a good one. I've got a hot take for you. I just drove past a field tech with a shop crawler on the back of it. Now, are you a field tech if you need a lounge chair to lay on while you scroll underneath machinery? Lay in the dirt, you fucking pussy, or get yourself a piece of cardboard or a mat. Part three. What's up, man? So, first of all, we were just talking before we hit record. Um, If you guys don't like the sound of the room that we're in because it's zero degrees outside, that's too goddamn bad. Yeah, I'm going to prefer not to freeze my fingers and toes off today. Yes. uh, We are up in the Barney room. If you follow the Instagram, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. It is uh, very echoey in here. Very purple. Very purple. Um, we're almost touching knees next to each other. We no, should have no recorded footsies here. We should have brought the cameras in and yeah. recorded this because it's uh one one angle or one wide shot yep. and it would get us both in here. <laughs> Getting a little close today, but no, this uh ten degrees or whatever it is outside, that's not for me and my my Texas born and raised self. It's yeah. uh no thank you. Yeah, Please. I was I was up on a machine yesterday and I was I had just a sweatshirt on and a beanie and I was starting to sweat yesterday morning yeah. and then all of a sudden that freaking wind come cutting across there instantly like freezing. It was like 45 50 degrees yesterday morning and then dropped the snowing. Yeah, I was in uh the other side of town and uh it's a little bit of flurries and I just had my disposable gloves on and it wasn't long before my fingers turned to ice schools and mm. I was like I need to put some some real gloves on here and then I couldn't <laughs> 
getting a hold of any bolts or screws or anything. And I'm like, I'm just going to call it a day. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, like the guys over in Utah, like Austin and Chris and all them, I don't know how they freaking do it in the snow. You see, uh, what's his name? He was driving through the like piles of snow the other day. (laughs) It's like, I would have seen that. And I would said, I'll see it whenever this melts. But that's the advantage of Texas is usually if it snows, you just wait a day and it's all gone tomorrow. But yeah, we, uh, we wouldn't survive. Well, I wouldn't survive. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't survive in the, the great up the Northern parts of the United States or Canada where those guys are doing it like four or five months out of the year. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I, it's hard enough for me because I'm a bitch-ass California boy. I don't claim that. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, anyway, this is a bonus episode. Christmas episode. Christmas is We didn't coming. do the uh, Thanksgiving or the Halloween, so we might as well hit one of the holidays. Yeah, so... I forget why we didn't do Thanksgiving. Uh, was I sick? I don't um, It doesn't matter. I think we ran out of time on that one. Yeah. Like the thanks or uh, yeah, the Halloween. We were going to do that one and wear costumes and stuff, but I didn't bring my uh, my elf outfit today. <laughs> yes. So it is the day before Christmas Eve, and we're finishing this thing up to get it released for you guys, Christmas Eve, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you celebrate. You forgot Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, that's what it was, huh? Happy New Year's. New Year's. Uh, all of it. I know all of Winter you listen. solstice, all that stuff. Feliz on my dog. Man, it's it, <laughs> being that it's Christmas time, this is something that I've been thinking about this year, but um, you ever have, uh, you know, you're, think, you're asking what are we going to talk about on this episode? You ever have any good customers or now that you're a a shop mechanic or a (laughs) fleet mechanic, however you call it, uh, do you ever get that Christmas gift or that Christmas bonus from one of your customers or a boss or any good stories on that topic there? Man, I'd have to think about that. I I don't think I've gotten, I've gotten beer from a customer because where I come from, there's a lot of seek uh, yeah, seek folks and they they do orchards and then they started doing a lot of beer and they brew their own beers and stuff but their hops and i'd have to go work on their hop machines and man they give me their ipa yeah oh it's like 12 percent or something oh my god it's so good you know they look at you like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have some tell me how yeah. it is like no i'm working yeah. i gotta <laughs> oh. get off the clock first man yeah and then i've had like I think it was around Christmas. They brought me some Indian food out one time and some of the best food I've ever had, like home-cooked Indian food. Um, but no, not, nothing crazy. Like a coworker of mine last year for Christmas gave me a bottle of Crown, which I don't drink too much whiskey anymore, but I was pretty pretty grateful of that. Always a good one to, uh, you know, keep on on the shelf, I guess. Yeah, it's in the freezer. I sip yeah. on it every so often, but nothing nothing crazy. The um I had a customer, he sent me a text this week and he sent me a text of what my competitor brought him. Mm. And he said I said, "Well, I guess I'm sleeping or lacking on my Christmas gift game this year." He said, "Well, you could just buy me a bigger bottle and and I'll accept <laughs> it." And I said, "Well, we'll see about that." But yeah, I um I was doing a little something for my parts guys and my uh, good customers that I like. 
and I gave them all a, a bag of freshly roasted coffee from shout out to my brother-in-law who hooked me up with that. But, um, well, are you going to say who it is? Yeah, so he runs a, a, a small batch coffee roaster, the beard and the bean. And, uh, he makes some good stuff. I don't drink a ton of coffee, but if I drink coffee, it's always that he, uh, he, he makes a nice dark roast. So one of these days I'll try I got it. a bag for you. Yes. Yeah, I got a bag and oh. that t-shirt. So oh yeah, 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 finally, dude, I placed that order of t-shirts like three months ago and I've been telling you that I'm going to get you one. And I have customers, when are my t-shirts going to show up? And they <laughs> showed up right before Christmas. So I was like, this is your Christmas gift. And I just gave them a t-shirt. But I will uh, make sure to take a picture with the coffee with my beard. Yeah. And your shirt that won't fit me. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on as a tube top. Yeah. <laughs> I got, um. yeah, they, well, I'm wearing one. Everybody can't see it. But my old ones used to have a logo over my breast pocket. And then my new ones, I asked them to do it the same way because I initially just did an order so I could kind of see what the logo would look like on a T-shirt and if I liked it and if I wanted some more or whatever. Here, but, you, uh, here you guys look. I'll take a picture of him with this shirt on right in front of the mic. Yeah. Click. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> but I got a picture of him. We'll post that up. Well, um, yeah, but anyways, so... You know, sometimes this is a, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about, but um, you want to give people money to get a product, and it's like, I'm literally begging you, like, take my money and give me a product, yeah. and then it's just so hard to get anything done sometimes with parts, with these T-shirts, with um, just other things. Uh, either people are busy, or I don't know if they just don't want to work, don't want to add work to their workload, and I may be the sucker uh, myself, because I will almost never turn down an opportunity for someone to give me money. Mm -hmm. so it's like, hey, you want money to exchange for goods and services? I say yes. And then I I get myself into some situations where it's like, maybe I could have passed up on this one. Yeah, I, I, I got to figure something else out on, on the certified merch because I'm starting to notice, like my son, his shirts... The logo starting to fall off on some yeah. of the stuff. Are they those ones were the one I got? I think is it screen printed, right? I think so. I don't know how they do it, but well, this is that goes on that subject. But uh, the family company my sister runs, she ordered a bunch of t-shirts and she asked for them to be screen printed, and then they gave them all decaled. And the decals were like the vinyl decal were like coming off within the first week or two. Really? Them washing it, so it's like. That's kind of on the same on the same vein of the topic there. Like I want to I want to give you money. I want what I you know an equal trade. I want value in return. But sometimes it's just like pulling teeth to get anything done. Yeah. So I'm pretty disappointed in that. I mean, I'm disappointed in the hats, everything. So I'm going to probably cancel. I'm, I have all my logos, so I'm going to try to find somebody. But the problem is, you know. What I'm trying to do, I can't buy 50 small shirts, 50 medium yeah. shirts, and then have somebody do it and then only sell. Just have a box of them in your garage. Yeah, and sell five large shirts, and that's it, and have all this merch sitting there. You right know? off. No. Give it to the children <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> but uh, that's the hardest part. So it, it's so convenient the way I have it set up. You know, They just order it. They make it. I make a profit. It pretty much just... Uh, on-demand printing kind yeah, of yeah yeah easy enough 
I've I've kind of looked into that, but I'm like I don't know that I uh, you know when I need something I'd rather just order it. Like I made this order and I told you I was like I ordered a bunch of medium shirts and I don't think I've got any customers that have any a uh, a medium sized build. So I gave one to a nephew, a cousin, a brother, and uh, passed a few along. But that would be one of those you don't want to order that size and then have a box of them just sit sitting yeah. waiting to be shipped. It's money wasted. Oh yeah, when it could have gone somewhere else, but. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But as of right now, you know, I'm, I'm it's still up, but I'm probably going to cancel it at the beginning of the year. And, uh, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Maybe find somebody local. But like I said, I'm in that same boat. I tried someone local and then it didn't turn out great. So I, uh, the first ones I did were through, uh, one of those websites online that mm-hmm. you pretty much just put your logo on. And they, I feel like those ones came out really good, but they were like, $28 a shirt my cost so I'm like if I do a bigger order maybe I'll get like a real good discount and even with a I think I looked at like a hundred shirt order and it was still pretty pretty high price per unit but oh well I guess such is life if you want a t-shirt hit me up I may uh may give you one if you <laughs> if you rep it but some of the other ones I'm like you can pay me 30 bucks for this t-shirt <laughs> yeah but uh Enough about that, I guess, huh? No more merch talk. It's yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Why would we talk? I'm just kidding. So, uh, you know, I kind of run my show, and I didn't really plan for it, but um, today, this uh, this is a Friday. Usually, I'd be working until 4 or 5, but mm-hmm. with the holiday and everything, it, things just kind of slowed down this last week, and I feel like it'll be slow next week, which, uh, PSA, I'm taking all of next week off, so don't call me till 2023. <laughs> Talking to, talking about that real quick, we haven't discussed your new mechanic yet. Uh, we last time we talked, he was getting ready to start or had just started. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done an episode, man. Yeah. Um, how is that situation going? It's man, it's really going. Um, you we, know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even ask like before we even start recording because what if he was doing terrible and you're like, oh, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I'll tell you this, like, it's it, it's a little different. Um, when you're a one man show and you're basically doing all the work yourself and billing everything else out and you know staying on top of it and definitely it takes a little bit away from my wrenching time to sometimes make a schedule or make sure he has work lined up or whatever. But, um, I mean, we've, uh, we've worked together before and we were kind of in a similar boat where we just, uh, when we were at the dealership, we made our own schedule and pretty much just passed work. Hey, you go do this one. I'll do that one. So we're, uh, we're kind of in sync and kind of on the same page already and kind of have that previous working relationship. But, Man, it's really going good. Um, we've got that that 07 uh, Ford. It uh, it had a couple of injectors that when you cold started it, it uh, didn't like it very much. And after about 10 minutes, it'd run smooth. But we did a an eight pack of injectors on that, and that truck's really taking shape. It's uh, only a two wheel drive, but we got some new headlights. A few different things here and there that that thing's uh, in good shape and it looks like it'll be a workhorse. So he's uh, he's taking care of business and I'm staying busy. And uh, every time I feel like 
it gets to a point where we're slowing a little bit down or we're having just a hair of a, a breathing room, it's not long before we're uh, backed up again and we got 10 things to do. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the way it goes, word of mouth, you do a good job for one customer and they go, I'm going to give you all my work. And you're like, I appreciate that, but I'm real busy already. So I don't want you to be disappointed if I can't get to every phone, you know, every call or whatever. Yep. But, um, yeah, there's with the, uh, the state of the market and the state of the economy, it's sometimes questionable to feel like I'm growing and I'm, I'm, how much more should I invest into growing or hiring another mechanic on top of that? But um, it's like if there was a shortage before of mechanics, whenever the economy, everyone, you know, before the recession per se or whatever, and it was booming, then if it slows down a little bit, maybe we'll just be able to like break even. Yeah. And, and even then you still have to be competitive in the marketplace. So if you have places, uh, shops or, or customers or whatever that uh, are unable to live up to expectations, then uh, that's when it really opens the opportunity for me. So staying growing, staying busy, but uh, it's always kind of in the back of your head. Should I like keep pushing on the growth or should I like slow down? And um, if the opportunity is there, I'm, I'm still going for it. So, yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to kind of navigate or not even necessarily navigate like, figure out how things are going to be i know i'll be busy till next year till 2024 just because of our schedule is already filled out you know well and that's the thing like we're in a metro we're in a metroplex Mm -hmm. where construction is never not happening yeah like every time you turn around they're opening a new section of highway that they're about to break into and it's going to be under construction for eight to ten months or two years or five years and then there's always development and the housing may slow down certain, you know, they're building these warehouses everywhere that's, and uh, that's that main. may slow down. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like how many of that stuff it's on the contract already, or it's already being, you know, everything's pretty much done. It just has to get, the work has to be done. Yeah. That's, that's our main line of work is warehouses, but we do housing developments too. But I'm fucking busy. Yeah. I've been busy. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, it you don't want to uh get too big for your britches and get a, a out over a limb and have that limb sawed off and, you know, crash and burn. But at the same time, when there's opportunity there, I just I'm going for it. Hell yeah. I mean, I better take advantage of it now. Yeah, and that's why, like, I pushed really hard earlier in the year when I did first go out. I had uh, I had been thinking about it for a while, but I'm like, if I don't do it where I'm, like, the most busy, then why would I do it? Why would I wait until I slow down a little bit? I'm going for it when it's the very busiest that I can be, and I think that really helped me out a lot. But Yeah, it seems like it was a great idea. You know, I knew it was a good idea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I had plenty of people that told me it wasn't. And um, it's a little discouraging when it's like, well, I've already signed all my paperwork. I've already quit my real job. I've already, and you get all these people who are like, oh, it's about to be a recession. It's about to, uh, and I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, everybody can do it and everybody can just jump, you know, make the jump and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, 
uh, you know, sometimes listen to people. They may know more than you, and sometimes don't listen to people because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I there's people chasing money all the time as far as like, oh, well, this company will pay me a dollar more an hour, and I'm sitting there like, yeah. don't go chasing money right now. Well, I was talking f- to, uh, to a fellow service, uh, field service tech, and uh, I mentioned her before, shout out, but um, she was talking about how somebody – had uh we we had a mutual job offer at different times but for the same company and they're like oh yeah we pay less but it'll make up an overtime and per diem and i'm like why in the world would i take a job like that that pays less then i have to work more to make the same money and this was probably five or six years ago for me and i think she said they offered it a, a couple of years ago but in this in this market like if you're a halfway decent tech like don't ever take a pay cut mm-hmm. and that may sound stuck up or, or kind of big headed on my part, but like there should, I mean, if you're good at what you do and you know, you're good, then you should be able to use the, uh, use that to your advantage. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel bad for my, my old man. He, uh, he's worked at the same place since 1986 or 87. Oh yeah. And this year they closed down. Oh man. What do you, what kind of industry or, or, uh, I'll, the best I can say without saying the name, I'll tell you later, yeah. um, frozen foods warehouse, okay. they, you know, store frozen foods and, uh, he worked there forever and he's close enough to retirement to where he could have made it. Right. But now he's struggling cause he has no work experience in anything else. And he got a job working for the state, but it's not what they told him. And it pays that. pays nineteen dollars an hour to work on the highways. Oh man. Like yeah. out there a labor at, at night. Yeah. Oh. And he was like he called me yesterday, he's like, Fuck this. <laughs> Tell him come turn wrenches. I told him, Come out here, I'll Push find a you a broom. job. I mean nineteen bucks an hour, that's like I know how over the uh, kind of COVID year of whatever year since then, you could pretty much go a lot of places and name a price and they would yeah. Even unskilled labor, I mean, like the Amazon or these certain places are paying like 20 bucks an hour starting. So when I see a boy, I saw one a billboard the other day. It said correctional officer starting at like 1835 an hour or something. And I'm like, you want somebody to deal with like the worst of the of worst people for 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. It's like they boy. hit their highs at their yeah. lowest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's like uh I'm glad that I found something that is uh, productive. Is it gives me a you know a sense of accomplishment, and I love what somebody asked me the other day when I was talking about like growing and stuff. If I'm ever going to uh, not be wrenching full time, and I'm like I see that as a real possibility, and sometimes I don't like the sound of that mm-hmm. because I there's you know like I said there's some sense of accomplishment that comes with uh, you know, fixing things or making the, essentially the wheels or whatever it is, the, the world goes around on the machines and the trucks and the equipment that mechanics fix. And if they weren't there, then, you know, have fun having a truck driver fix his own truck. But, (laughs) um, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of, I do have a lot of gratitude that I'm able to do that, but sometimes I look at being a manager or being an owner and it's kind of like, 
oh, great, what am I getting myself into? But, um, you know, I think that goes on to the uh, the reason you kind of started this podcast is to bring more people into the industry or even the people who are already in the industry, give them a uh, kind of a behind-the-scenes look at other parts of the industry. Yeah, I, I it's more of uh, bringing everybody together because yeah. fuck these uh, social media pages, yeah. even though you have one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like those things. So, you know, what, what better than something that's popular right now is podcasts. Yeah. And, and it's for sure brought people together. I know that. Yeah. It's insane. But you know, it, people can speak freely, you know, and it's not just the Instagram post, like, look at my truck. Yeah. You know, we can talk, we can talk, you know, if you have a concern or, you know, this is what I've seen over the years or whatever. Let's talk about it. But I don't know. I hope, uh, let's hope it uh, takes off next year as good as it did this year. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if we stick to it and do some episodes pretty regularly, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's uh, there's only one direction this will keep going. I mean, how, we could uh, blow up and be superstars next week. Who knows? So I was actually talking to my coworker, which I, I think I'm going to have him on one of these days yeah. finally. And... Uh, I was like, because I'm getting ready to start my second podcast. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm so afraid of that getting bigger than yeah. the first podcast. He's like, why? It, it's getting big no matter what, you know? And I'm like, because this was like my dream to right. fire this thing up. Why would I want that to blow up? But I don't know. Just quit being a mechanic and be a full-time podcaster then. <laughs> Superstar over yeah. here. If I was making the money, hell yeah. Anyway, I don't do you got anything you want to cover? Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, just when we were discussing what we were going to talk about, but taking vacation, um, have you ever had, or or just holidays or PTO or whatever, but um, do you have or have you had in the past, I know you said this, this job's pretty sweet gig and they mm-hmm. give you a, a good amount of free time and your boss says, what he says <laughs> i think that was your boss that you were talking about on that maybe i'm dreaming that up or something i don't know but um being a business owner now it's like i don't want to work on a holiday mm-hmm. and i got plenty of people like i even as we're sitting here i got a customer who's blowing up my phone giving me a call and i'm gonna call him back but it's like look you want your i'm sure your drivers your operators everybody wants to take off and uh, that's why your machines or trucks are sitting but I want to take off too. So I've got to, uh, you know, I'm sticking to my guns this year. I'm taking the whole week off next week. But uh, I do know there's certain, like my buddy at the dealership, they're working tomorrow on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, nothing's going to get done. Nobody's going to have any will to do anything. Like why even come in at that point? Yeah. I remember being at the dealership. Yeah. Recent one and having to work on Christmas Eve. I don't remember what year it was and having to put a coupler on an excavator and do the whole setup. No, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like yeah. I want to, what's it going to do on Christmas? It's going to sit there. It's exactly. not going to get done. And it's probably not even going to be used the whole next week. And then it's like, it could have just waited. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my big thing, and this is something you see, you do see it on the social media pages. Oh, I'm going to charge three X for holiday rates or something. It's like, I'm going to, call you back whenever I get back from my vacation <laughs> and uh you know there's a because I mean 
it's like you may make a couple of bucks extra for working, but like, what's that worth? Even if you don't have a family you love to spend time with or, you know, friends or whatever, like just spend your time alone and don't work. But yep. I think sometimes, you know, what I tell my customers is I like to, uh, when my, when I'm working, I like to work as hard as I can. And when I'm not working, I don't want to be working at all. Yep. I want to put it, you know, it's not my phone goes on silent. I may text you back, but I'm if I'm off, I'm off, and then we'll get to it later. He hardly even texts me back. Yeah, just some, kidding. Dude, some, like <laughs> literally, just like the last three times, I've sat there, wrote out a text, and then I got <laughs> another phone call or a text or something. I backspace, and then I'm like, I go back to look at it. I'm like, well, that was three hours ago, and now I got to rewrite this text or whatever. Yeah, but, I, I do that all the time, especially on the certified Instagram because. Like if I don't follow people and they message me, it'll go into a message request. Right. And like I'll go, I'll, I'll say, oh, I got a request. I'll go read it, and then something will come up, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to message. So two days who later, Colton hasn't messaged. Then hey, this is why I'm excuses. Ca- <laughs> I'm caught up now. I'm caught up, but yeah, I've done that shit where you know, like, oh, and two days or three days go by or a week, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Then you message them back. And you're like, I didn't mean to. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. And then usually they'll respond right away. And then the mm-hmm. same thing happens again. <laughs> it's like four days later, and you're, uh, you're, hey, my bad. I make it, the cracks again. I make it a mission to uh, re- at least reply to everybody on on Instagram or Facebook. Sometimes I get email and I'll forget. I'll have ones like even on my business page. It'll. I just for whatever reason I don't get a notification. And then later I'm going through my page or just looking at whatever and it shows up. I'm like, how did I miss that? And it's, uh, so far it hasn't been any good opportunities or anything like that, that that has dropped through the cracks, but it's, uh, it's one of those things. If you want me or if you you need to call me or get a hold of me or whatever, like make sure you get a hold of me. Don't just leave me a message and then hope it got to me sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So, in the beginning, before me and Joe uh, went on went on record, there's a little sound clip there. That is Big Scruff Dog from Australia. He was on, I forget what episode. About halfway through the first season. He was on one of them. How about that? Um, and he always sends the random fucking videos. This and, one was in a comment section, yeah. too. So that, that was one of those ones I missed. It was up for like two weeks before I finally saw it. Yeah, he sends all that, and it's great topics, but yes, I just wanted to give him a shout-out before I forgot again. I sent him a picture of the creeper that I have on my truck. I said I must not be a a real field mechanic then. I don't have a creeper. Well, he called it a shop crawler. Yeah, a crawler. A crawler. Hey, I do have mats. I do have cardboard on my truck, too, so. I lay on the dirt. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while. I was just, dude, I just brain farted. I was going to. Oh, I got a, so I've got a report in my email for the podcast since we're doing shout outs. I got to give a shout out to my guys in Canada. They blowing it up. We are number 18 in Canada. It's fucking crazy. On, is there a topic for that list or what? So I forget exactly what I have on all like the topics because you have to select three topics and uh, that's in careers. So I thought that was pretty slick because there's a lot of career podcasts yeah. out there. But, you know, in America here, we're like 233. Yeah. I used to be number 67 for a long time. 
Um, Let's get that back up. But like Australia, like number 68. I, I got the whole list, you know, and we placed in all kinds of places, but it was pretty cool. Even like Italy, which I thought was pretty badass. Interesting. But uh, do you have, has anybody ever reached out to you from Italy? I've always wondered about Europe, like not necessarily European, but I guess certain areas they don't, I don't know. Everybody uses trucks and equipment, but sometimes it's just like, I've never really thought about what it would be like to be a mechanic there. Uh, I've been, uh, I've had messages from Brazil, Nigeria, uh, Scotland, Ireland. A couple of those were guests that we're planning to have on, huh? Uh, one from England. I still got to get him on. (laughs) Um, no, uh, there's one that I'd like to, he's from Scotland. He's a, uh, he's a JCB guy. Junk came from Britain. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I think it, he'd be cool to talk to. Um, you know, we we keep in touch here and there. But uh, yeah, I, all over the world, man, I've I've gotten messages. But pretty much every day, I get the "Hey, man, love what you're doing." Blah blah blah. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Glad you're here. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> the um... boy, I just had a topic in it. Oh yeah, jumped off my brain. Sorry. Um, no, we were talking about the different career or uh, the rankings of the podcast, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of them out there, but it does. Uh, that's something that's pretty cool that a certain amount of people decide to uh, make you a part of their day. Yeah. And but the the pushy ones. Yeah. Where's the new new episode? I, apparently, apparently you didn't you listen don't have to the last else view to do with your life. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, you didn't listen to the last yeah. view because I said that we're taking December off. But no, I. But Get back in the swing of it, everybody's you know pumped for season two, and me too. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Get a uh, real cool intro. Get some, uh, you know, a full fledged studio maybe. Uh, well, it's coming. I just had to get stop. Some lighting, cameras, a makeup artist, <laughs> well, the, hair the, and makeup. The studio is on hold just because Christmas, and I've been spending all my money on that shit. That was what my topic was going to be on is, uh, you know, just because it's Christmas. It's like a lot of times I've had, uh, and tell me if it's the same way, but it's like this week especially, I know that I'm going to be off next week. I know that it's Christmas this weekend, and it's just like, Hey, it's Christmas. I'm not doing anything. I'm not taking anything extra on right now. We'll get back to it. But um and you kinda notice yourself getting to that uh that a little bit of maybe laziness in there. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like and it, it feels justified a little bit. It's, it's like, like I don't feel bad about that. Hey, it's Christmas. Don't bother me. It's like being a what do they call it in high school? Senioritis. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Like, you know it's coming. Like, you look forward to the four-day weekend or whatever. Uh, I had it really bad when I was going when I went to Florida a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I knew didn't I was going to come back. I didn't want to. The I was, stretch between Thanksgiving and Christmas always gets me. Because yeah. it's like, you know, Thanksgiving, you have it on a halfway of a long weekend. And if you work for a company, you probably go back to work on Friday, maybe Saturday after Thanksgiving. But... If you uh if you get to take that whole long weekend off, then it's just like an extra added weight of I don't want to do anything until after the New Year's. So I feel like productivity goes down a lot yeah. this time of year. But 
I'll tell you this, um, it's always nice to get a couple of easy service calls when you're feeling that way. Uh-huh. And uh, here's one I had the other day. Um, I got a phone call. Hey, uh, this machine went down, excavator. Uh, we can't get it started. We've tried everything. We've sprayed it with the ether. We've, we've, uh, we put new fuel filters on it. Um, I said, well, what year is it? Do you know what kind of fuel system it's got on? Is it a Huey? Is it a, uh, you know, is it a common rail? What? And oh, we don't know. It's just, you know, it's a cat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, well, let me go out there, take a look at it. I pull up and, um, I take a look. Of course, when I get there, there's fuel all over the tracks, all over the ground they're working on. They made a big mess changing the fuel filters. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, uh, you think it's the injectors? I'm like, man, give me just a second. I haven't even looked at it yet. <laughs> I hate that. And uh, so, you know, I first thing I do is I bust out my laptop and hook it up and get into Cat ET, and there's a code in there, and I go, you know what? Let me dig around this messy operator's floor in the stop engine under the seat was had a box jammed up against it they had these bolts for a uh they had a breaker on it or a hammer whatever you call it mm-hmm. and they had these bolts they said these bolts kept breaking so they just gave us a big box of them and they set it on the floor and the operator kicked it and pushed that <laughs> switch so i reached over switch hit the key fired right up and they go what'd you do to fix it and i'm like secret i took a picture before i moved the box so i'm like look that is your problem <laughs> so uh yeah that, that it's always nice to get a couple of easy service calls like that when you're feeling like uh you don't want to do anything yeah we have uh we have the 470s john deere 470s and they have a count some of them have counterweight switches on them so you can remove the counterweight right and it's like this thing won't throttle up or you know it won't it, the regen lights on or you know cancel regen and uh my boss calls me and he says what's what it's doing. I said, Did they check the counterweight switch? Yeah, they said it's not a switch to go out there. It's fucking flipped. Yeah. Or, you know, the E stop switch. Like we have uh rollers that have those and that happened to me one time. I went out, could not figure out it was a conveyor. Yeah. And it had three stop switches on it in different places. And I sat there and fucking worked on this thing. Like the ECU must be bad. All this stuff and going through it. Couldn't figure it out. Got deer involved. And they're like, there's got to be a power kill somewhere. And I'm like, the ones are, they're out. Well, where they drive up to dump the dirt in, uh-huh. there's one right there. Well, the dirt kept getting packed in and packed in and packed in. So I fucking, I, I ended up digging it out, but I cut the wires for that yeah. one because they were like, yeah. just take it off or whatever. <laughs> that, uh, that fucked me up. I had one, I don't know if you, it was like a precast, you know, those barriers in the middle of a, uh, in the middle of a highway, uh-huh. like the big, tall concrete ones. Yeah. Well, they have the precast, I guess, I don't know what to call it, the machine that goes over it. And Oh, yeah, like in uh, Dallas over there? No, this one was out in, like on the way to West Texas on 20. Huh. Do you know Ranger Hill? Yeah. They were doing the construction over there. Well, they called me. They said it, it cranked no start. We already put batteries on it. Uh, come look at it. And this was like. This was probably one of the first like 10 machines I had touched when I had kind of left the truck side Mm. or kind of left the truck dealership. And I go out there and I'm able to connect to it. And it's got a little John Deere six cylinder in it. And uh, don't ask me what model because I don't remember. What model? It had a uh, (laughs) something I don't remember. 6090? 6068? 6068 sounds right. 
Um, but anyways, I, uh, it has e-stop codes and everything and I go check all the e-stops and then I get to looking at the wiring and I found, I guess I found a diagram somewhere and it has, goes to the machine side. Well, the machine side doesn't have that wire in there. Hmm. And I'm like, I think it needs an ECM. I said, I really don't know. I'm like, man, I'm lost on this one. He goes, uh, all right, man, well, we're going to, uh, I said it, it may need an ECM, but I couldn't, you know, I'm sure I could get one and get it programmed by the dealer and everything. I said, you're better off just going with them. But that was a kind of a little defeating there to, uh, try and tell myself I can work on equipment and then have that, that one whoop me. But, um, you know, we're talking about those easy service calls. I had one that other side of Oklahoma or just over the Oklahoma line the other day. Hey, come, uh, come look at this one. The, it won't read you in. And of course the guy sends me pictures of the, uh, e-logs. He has the, the connectivity where you can see it in his email. If there's fault codes and stuff, it had the regen switch depressed. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, is this dude trying to do a regen or has he done one? No, it says soot level full. <laughs> so I drove up there and luckily for the driver, it wasn't just that it had a, a stopped up water fuel separator. So I put one on there, put it through a park regen and sent him on his way. But I've seen plenty of those where the, the regen switch is pressed. It won't do a regen. I can't tell you why the, you know, you get drivers who have only ever drove a, a, a mechanical cat. And then all of a sudden anything with an ECM is it's, it's these dang sensors, man. I tell you what, they, <laughs> these electronics and you're like, man, they've been around for 25, almost 30 years in some cases. And get with the times old man yeah it's unfortunate you know those are some of the best machines you know all mechanical but um yes and no because sometimes you see them and you're like yeah it might have been great and it might have ran forever but sometimes the efficiency or the uh, oh oh the, we got a tree hugger over here i'm, I'm, telling, I'm talking about like uh, the power like okay so here's a big one you know everybody loves uh well and my uh, coming of age around diesels, it was everybody loved a 12 valve Cummins, and the yeah. 12 valve Cummins is the best motor ever made, and nothing can compare. And it's if you don't love it, then you're retarded and you don't know anything. And then I'll tell you this I bought a 2014 <laughs> Duramax, and I drove it one time, and I said, This thing is quiet, it has twice the amount of power. It's I can actually hear myself when I talk to somebody in the cab, the AC works. And, uh, yeah, it's like, not that there aren't times and places for things, but sometimes it's like the amenities, the things that come with the newer equipment or trucks is, uh, it's actually a, it's actually quite the upgrade. The, the way you were explaining the guys with 12 valves, you know what it reminds me of? Who's that? Milwaukee guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you don't have Milwaukee, the Milwaukee, die, man. Yeah. If you don't have the Milwaukee, you're stupid. Those are the best things around, even My though new guy has a one inch gun. Does he? Yeah. Uh, uh it's uh it's tempting to not go buy one myself, but I uh I love my new half inch man. Yeah. Like it's it's grown on me so much. I think it's it's crazy. You know what's better than the half inch full size is the compact one. Yes, that's next on yeah. the list. Is I have one and I use it. Well, no, they make a compact half inch. Well, I don't need that. I, I'm gonna get the compact three eighths. Well, you could spend all your money buying <laughs> Milwaukee tools for the rest of time. And you always say we're not talking tools today, but we end up talking tools. So, well, if you jump back to the first first section of this podcast with ZK Master Tech, I literally say in there it's either with him or Miranda. I can't remember. 
I I'd only owe two hundred dollars, and after that, I'm not buying anything else. Well, what did I do on the snap truck snap on truck yesterday? Spent two hundred dollars. Uh, I had to. I my little fourteen volt gun, three eighths gun was out of warranty. I just missed it. So I was like, okay. It happens. It's like it's scheduled or something. Well, yeah, exactly. And I told him, I was like, well, what do you give me on trade-in? So he gave me bucks. he gave me a good deal oh, yeah. on a trade-in. Um, but then I'm start, I'm looking at this 14-volt uh, die grinder. I'm like, mm, that's kind of convenient. How much you is this? You already have the batteries. I have the batteries, the charger. And he's like, I'll give you that with the battery, two batteries and charger for this much. And I'm like... You motherfucker! <laughs> so, so no longer two hundred dollars owed. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it goes. But you know, I had—I don't know if I've talked about this before on the on the podcast, but I bought the snap-ons back in the day when I first got started. The impact and the drill set, mm-hmm. and um, I liked them. They got the job done and everything. And I did the same thing. Like right as soon as they were out of warranty, they took a crap and had to go buy some new ones. And I upgraded to the next, the newest generation of the Snap-on ones. And I had those about six months, and I was taking a banjo bolt off a fuel line that for whatever reason was upside down, and it drained fuel all over my impact. (laughs) So it smelled, I sprayed it out with uh, like a contact cleaner and took it apart and everything. But every time you did it, that you could smell the brushes in there. I don't remember if it was brushes or brushless, but whatever it was, you could smell that electrical smell. And it's like, it's only a matter of time before it it hit about half as hard as it it did when it was brand new. And well, the, the problem with that, that was uh, when I got sold on Milwaukee after that. So yeah, the problem with that uh, snap on fourteen volt that I had, I bought the old one uh-huh. that had the brushes, and for some reason the battery wouldn't make good contact. You bend the fucking tabs inside. You'd have to like hold pressure on the battery while you hit the triggers. So I talked to him about it. Like, yeah, it's it's something inside, whatever. So they, I I got the new brushless. So we're gonna try it out and put it. We're gonna abuse the shit out of it. See how it does. Do a TikTok there, Harrison. <laughs> no, but the only issue is all my Snap-on stuff is red. Yeah. This one's the fucking chartreuse or highlighter yellow. Oh, safety yellow. I yeah, think it's all they had. Caution, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's fucking loud. Like, what? I can't hear you over my gun. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're going to try it out. I'll I'll do a video just like I did the Milwaukee. (laughs) Well, what do you think? We we can wrap this thing up, man. uh, uh, Is that the whole episode there? Yeah, but there's gaps in there, so it's kind of longer than it actually is. But, yeah. yeah, It'll come down a little bit, but I think... uh, you know, I talked to an individual who's a follower of the podcast, and they were talking about, man, it doesn't really matter what y'all put out. If y'all talk about the same thing every week, just put something out because I want to listen to something. So Eventually, we'll have her on. It, it, she used to be local. I think she still is. She, they moved, she moved up kind of far from here. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. And it drives me nuts, dude. Everybody keeps sending me the, and she said that. Fuck. I'm, oh my god, I hate it. Anyway, yeah, she moved up to uh, Wichita Falls, I believe, here in Texas, and so she's a little far. Because I was like, if you if you want to be on, come be on it, you know, because it sounds better, whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, oh, that's what I told her. I'm like, if we do one in person, that's gonna like, 
I think those people should go to the top of the list. Yeah, and our boys out in L.A. are still going to come out yeah. eventually. We just awesome. got to give them a time and day. And Let's throw a party, man. Let's, like, rent out a hotel <laughs> and, like, have a rager. Yeah, a, a rager that will end at 7 yeah. p.m. because we're I'm old. tired and i got to work tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, we just got to give them a time and day. And I don't know if we're going to do a group podcast or separate to two episodes I think we'll do a group. I think it would be, yeah, I was going to say, if we do separate podcasts and we do them within a day or two of each other, I feel like we're just going to talk about the same thing. Yeah, so I think a group podcast, four of us, I think it would be fun as hell. So I've done it before, and it turned out okay, but I think with these two. I think, and we may be able to do like a two-hour episode there. Yeah, we'll do a long one. Maybe we could get two episodes out of it by giving you a part one and a part two. Yeah, or we can tease them, put it behind the Patreon, <laughs> make you pay. No. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, you know what, talking about that real quick, I did start a Patreon. I got to go in and do I was it. just making that up. I didn't well, even know about that. I did. Uh, it's On the same brainwave there. I actually started it like three months ago. Oh, yeah. But I just made a login and never set it up. I need to set it up because I feel like I'd have better luck with that than trying to get a sponsor. Yeah, well, here's something that I heard. Um, this guy was talking about a podcast. He goes, you don't have to be the biggest one out there, but if you have loyal followers and you have people who are, you know, enjoy your content and are actually like gung-ho for the the idea and the, uh, you know, the brand per se, mm-hmm. then you're better off having like 25, 150 of those people versus having just, you know, 10,000 followers who like your picture on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, and that's probably more so the community that that the certified wrench and and service trucks in general have because there's not there's not a million of us, but the if you do get that that kind of dedicated following group, because then we can give like extra stuff. You're making OnlyFans too. Yeah, I should. Um, only wrenches, but uh, I feel like you know if somebody wants to donate, you know, five bucks a month or even more, whatever. Uh, give them your phone number. They can call you at any time. Exactly. Um, you can get expert advice from the John Deere master himself. <laughs> but I, I think that would work yeah. out pretty good. You know, everything helps because we're wanting to update everything and build the studio and which is on hold, like I said it before. The, uh, the dollar bills. Yeah. And it, it's expensive, you know, and I'm getting ready to get a new soundboard. The, I want to update the mics because sometimes the sound is good, sometimes it's not. Um, it's weird. Better cables because these are cheap Amazon cables. They work most of the time most until the time. we try and do an episode until, over the phone. Until they buzz. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I definitely want to get better cameras. But, you know, if you want to get a nice Canon camera, that's $1,800. And you sell a lot more pictures of your butthole on the Yes. <laughs> so pe- a lot of people use GoPros. Yeah. I think GoPros. Well, those aren't too uh, pricey. Yeah, I think you can get like a GoPro 10. I was thinking about buying one of those and just writing it off business expense. Mm-hmm. Just taking some Instagram videos and it's like, all right, business yeah. expense. Exactly. They're like 400 bucks. Yeah. They're not that bad. Anyway, yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the bonus episode i guess is what this is gonna be called the merry christmas episode and uh hope we didn't bore you too much on topics and bullshit and i think uh well first of all before we close this out 
Joe, uh, he's been on quite a few episodes, and if you don't know who he is, he's partially co-host. <laughs> co-host guess, when I'm needed. Yeah, uh, when he wants to be. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, on TikTok, Black Flag Services. I will usually respond. I always enjoy people leaving comments or uh, you know, interacting with everybody. So shout out to the people who follow me from here and are always in my, uh, you know, mentions. Um, what is your only fans? I don't have one. <laughs> you know, someone said this, this is an interesting fact I heard the other day that we're drawing the podcast out, but they said like the average income for, uh, only fans content creators per month is something like $80 or something like that. Of course, or, and that could be completely wrong. I feel like that's what I remember them saying. But there's probably like a, a million people who make a dollar, and then there's like 25 people who make like a million dollars. But Yeah, you got to dedicate your life to it, yeah. basically, and constantly promote. and sh- Shit I should probably be doing about this podcast, yeah. but, you know. Get on that is, hustle. Yeah, this is secondary to my life. Anyway, if you guys need to get, on, get a hold of me... uh <laughs> certified wrench podcast at gmail.com you know check out the instagram facebook website whatever i don't know you know, you guys know the deal don't check out the merch i'm gonna cancel it you know even though it all helps um i'm not satisfied with the way stuff's turning out and blah 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 but uh yeah i think that's it yeah Happy New Year. Yeah, we'll see y'all next year, and hopefully we have a good second season. And uh, I will be giving the announcement to my second podcast very soon. I'm not going to have an Instagram page or anything for that. I'll just promote it here and there on my personal stuff and whatnot. If you're blocked by him on his personal page, (laughs) you don't get to be part of that. You're not blocked, anybody, but... uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let everybody know, but it's going to be hopefully a fun podcast and it's going to be full of bullshit. So, yeah, that's it, Joe. Appreciate you coming over and hanging out and doing this thing last minute. And, uh, yeah, peace out, guys. Well, that's a wrap. 2022 is in the bag. The podcast has grown better than I thought it would. I got to thank you to a uh, big thank you to all the supporters and everybody who shared the podcast and, you know, bought the merch over the year and just made this thing what it is today. I believe that 2023 is going to be a much better year for the podcast and I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, thank you all for all the support, the sharing, you know, the kind words. Um, Look forward to having more of you on the podcast and, you know, look forward to hearing what you have to say. Other than that, we'll catch you soon. Have a good one and happy holidays.